Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca and as always your host for the show. Uh, today we take a look at Barracuda's research into the state of spearfishing as we are joined by Alessia Klevchuk, a Senior Product Marketing Manager at Barracuda MSP, to discuss the findings of their latest research into email-based attacks. We talk about the evolution of business email compromise, why would-be attackers are picking on smaller companies more than ever, how many organizations have had at least one email account compromised over the last year, the rise of conversation hijacking, and much more. Uh, Klevchuk talks us through who's getting attacked, what happens once an attacker's in, and what they're trying to accomplish while they're in there. And of course, this being the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast, we discuss what MSPs and other solution providers can do to make sure their customers are safe and secure as possible when they're dealing with their email. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Barracuda MSPs, Alessia Klevchuk. Alessia, thanks so much for joining us today. Pleasure having you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, nice opportunity to to chat about the uh, the latest spear fishing report you guys have uh, have just come out with. And I guess to throw it open, can you can you tell me a little bit about the report, kind of the the history of it, and uh, what you guys are what you guys are measuring, and and sort of the whys of uh, of, of why you're doing it. Sure. So we've uh, been doing this report for a couple of years now. We've we've done about six or seven editions of this report, and uh, we've really been focusing uh, on email threats and specifically on the social engineering attacks and the phishing attacks. Um, we have found over the past years that the landscape of email and email threats has really evolved, and the hackers, while they're still um, targeting organizations with spam and malware, they're really starting to focus a lot more on the social engineering tactics. And they are changing and evolving every day, and we want to keep uh, track of them. And that's why we've uh, developed this report to make sure that we are aware of the latest trends and that our mm-hmm. customers are aware of the latest trends and, and share that information with, uh, with the market, with our customers, partners, uh, and everybody else. Um, clearly, phishing is is uh, you know anyone who has an email inbox knows that phishing is still a a pretty dominant thing out there. Uh, one only needs to look at my my inbox to see the number of things that are from my bank from very questionable uh, email domains to know that that's out there. But of course, this is dealing dealing with the much more targeted and as you say, socially engineered form spear phishing, which is uh, a big threat. Uh, can you can you share a little bit of of what you guys found in this year's report? And, and kind of how things are trending in that regard. Yeah, sure. So we've looked at thousands of organizations around the globe and we evaluated millions of different spear phishing attacks to get a pretty good idea of what uh, businesses are facing today when it comes to spear phishing. And um, we, we kind of found that um, generally, you know, the volume of, of overall volume of the attacks that organizations are being targeted is growing. And that's probably not surprising to anyone. We, every year we see more and more attacks um, kind of going and, and targeting organizations. Um, at the same time, what we found is that there were some trends that did stand out. Um, the the first one was, you know, we, we track different types of um, spear phishing attacks. We look at business email compromise attacks that tend to impersonate individuals within the organization or phishing attacks that include 
um, different links within within the email. And we found that while the volume overall increased, that you know the proportion uh, stayed around the same. So, for example, business email compromise have been around ten percent of all social engineering attacks we've seen for a number of years now, and it's kind of uh, staying at that level. However, um, there are some attacks that are really starting to grow um, and that they are kind of um, the ones that are slightly smaller in volume. And one of them is a hmm. conversation hijacking. And uh, we saw an increase of uh, well over 200% over the past year. Um, the volume of these attacks is small, but they are growing really fast and they're really, really complex um, type of attacks. Um, this is where hackers are able to compromise an account and then see uh, what kind of conversations businesses are having with their vendors, for example, and insert themselves uh, into a conversation trying to divert the money from um, uh, from from the vendor's customer to go to uh, an illegal account to their own account. So a really difficult attack to um, to identify a very difficult attack to prevent. Um, and, you know, hackers invest a lot of time into this really complex social engineering attack, but the payouts could be, could be really, really big. And uh, it, it very often starts with an account takeover, which was another trend that we saw uh, this, this time around where so many accounts have been taken over in businesses. I think, the statistics that we put out there was one in five organizations have had at least one of their accounts compromised um, in the past um, in the past year. That's that's a lot of real estate, you know, for hackers to launch attacks and to penetrate organizations from within. In, in terms of sort of size of uh, size of customers, there are there are there any trends in in there that are uh, that are worth noting. Oh, yeah, for sure. So one of the things that we also uh, probably was very interesting um, finding is that, um, you know, while every customer, every organization is being targeted by by hackers, it's, um, you know, overall, the small organization seems to be favored by attackers. Um, the, the employees of organizations that have, let, uh, let's say, less than 100 users, less than 100 employees are almost three times as likely to be a target, uh, to be targeted with uh, social engineering attacks than um, employees of a large organization. And, you know, it's, um, it's a big problem for those businesses, right? Oh, absolutely, and and I'm curious if you if you have any analysis or thought on on why that would be because it seems, especially I understand small businesses getting the lion's share of kind of the uh, the drinking from the fire hose, we'll call it, um, phishing attempts, the the wide shotgun stuff, but for for this social engineered stuff, stuff that takes some uh, some effort and some research to target that long tail seems a little counterintuitive, but there must be. Uh, there must be some reason or some reward for them going that direction. Yeah, and um, I think the reason is because the first is the sheer number of small businesses out there, right? So if you are, you can develop an attack and you can change it a little bit to target multiple organizations um, and you can target small organizations. And hackers also know that 
smaller businesses tend to have a little bit more of a lax in terms of um, the security level security that they have. Enterprises are more likely to invest in various layers of security, in the security awareness training, into a dedicated security team. So they have times and budgets, which is what small organizations usually lack. So they feel that, oh, we're small, we're just a long tail so nobody's going to target us. But the long, that long tail is very, very long. And, uh, you know, they they are getting targeted just as much and very often more than the larger organizations. Um, you know, the effort to target a large organization is probably larger. It will require a lot more resources. The efforts to target small organizations is smaller. So, sure, the payout will be smaller, but if you but you can target more of them with probably a higher level of success and that, uh, you know, every little bit counts for, for an attacker. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, businesses really need to make sure that their level of security is just as high as that of a larger organization's. Yeah, I think we're we're clearly in, well, we have been for a long time past the point of security through obscurity being a viable strategy for small businesses. But yeah, an, an excellent point. Um, you said a little earlier that one in five organizations you found had had an account compromised in 2021. What's typically happening to to those accounts? Yeah, uh, well, one of the biggest reasons why we're seeing so much uh, account compromise is because this is kind of an easy way in into an organization, right? So if you think about it, it's most of the attacks, uh, account takeover attacks, will start with a phishing uh, attack of some kind, and you know anybody can send an email to anybody else from anywhere in, in the world. Um, it's an easy way in. All you need to do is trick your user into um, entering their uh, login credentials. Um, we've seen a lot of organizations migrating to Microsoft 365, and you know it's a great product for large businesses, for small businesses to adopt. It has um, uh, great productivity, communication, security um, applications within it. Um, customers love it, and uh, hackers do too because uh, of the popularity of uh, Microsoft 365. It makes it really easy target because so many businesses have it. So you can use the same tactic um, to target so many um, kind of different organizations almost at the same time. Um, it's just an easy way to get in. And there is there is no need for you to break a firewall. You just need to send enough emails, create enough attacks, and hope that somebody will click an email and um, give you that credential. And once you're inside the organization, you know, there are even fewer barriers for you to move around. You can start moving laterally within the organization, taking over additional accounts and uh, starting to launch attacks from within organization or using um, a compromised account to target organization's partners, customers, so going from outside, uh, from inside out uh, in, in some ways. Spear, spear phishing suggests obviously a, a degree of uh, of accuracy, a degree of pinpointing, of targeting. Um, who's on the other end of that spear? Who are the uh, who are the folks who are the lucky ones who are uh, who uh, attackers are are trying to get into the accounts of? Yeah, it varies um, a lot. Um, of course, ex- executive accounts, finance accounts are probably the most valuable ones for for the hackers. Um, we also see a lot of attacks going to IT departments because they they have access to um, the infrastructure, right? So if you are able to get into your Office 365's admins uh, login credentials and 
that's that's golden right like you can you can do a lot of damage from within um but a lot of the time you know you, you find that those individuals are also the most protected ones that's uh, if if organization focuses their security they will focus it on on those individuals they they have uh, the best security the best training they're most security aware as well so they could be a little bit harder to penetrate so hackers very often will start from you know other accounts as well like we see a lot of executive assistants being targeted mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them losing their accounts and you know executive assistant to a ceo or cfo within the organization has access to their email, their calendars, and a lot of other information. So that's a good starting point. Um, another one um, that is, I think is very interesting is the sales department. And they are being hugely targeted by phishing attacks. And that one of the reasons, probably because they are receiving a lot of emails from outside. And they are receiving a lot of emails from strangers they've never spoken to before, and they're really keen to reply. You know, they, they don't want to lose that business. So sales department has been a really good target for hackers too. Once someone's getting into an account, what, is, what does that process look like? Kind of from the point where uh, the, that first email arrives and, and lures the, the unsuspecting or uh, yeah, un- unsuspecting user into, uh, into giving up their credentials to the point where the uh, cyber criminal is uh, counting their new cryptocurrency or whatever monetization they may get out of this. Basically, what, is, what does that attack look like uh, as, as they're playing this, this long game? Yeah, it, you're right. It's a it's a it's a long game. Usually, it's not um, just get in and get out. What what happens is they infiltrate the account. Usually, starting with a phishing attack. Sometimes they may go and purchase um, login credentials on dark web as well. That's also an option for them. And this is where uh, reusing your passwords is not a really good <laughs> idea. You know, because if you are using the same account, the same password for your personal Gmail account that's been compromised long, long time ago, and then you use it for your business account, that account is also compromised. Um, And once they're inside, they actually almost never, well, sometimes they do launch attacks right away, but the more sophisticated um, hackers that have a long game, they sit and wait, and they go through this reconnaissance where they research organization, and they they set up rules um, to forward emails from organization to the to their personal inboxes or to delete emails that they are sending from, uh, from compromised accounts, so to just make sure that nothing is getting, um, the user is not going to get alerted by unusual activity. Um, you know, IT admins can pay attention where the users are um, uh, kind of logging in from into accounts. What we found is that um, around a third of um, uh, logins into compromised accounts occurred from Nigeria, like the rest of, came from other countries, Um like Russia, for example, is another one. Um, so just paying attention, if you're only doing businesses in US or Canada, um, why, why do you have your users logging in from Nigeria? You know, Make sure you get alerted about that, um, as well as any unusual rule changes that are occurring within the inboxes. Um, do you have a large number of emails starting to go out of users' inboxes all of a sudden they've never seen before? So all those things, you know, it's good to for... Um, security teams to pay attention to. And then once 
uh, they've kind of gathered all of the information that they need. They, um, you know, they they start to they start they want to use that information. They will either move laterally within organization, trying to um, harvest credentials of uh, more valuable accounts, or just start monetizing on the account on 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 their attacks by targeting like a finance department or HR, looking for data, looking for money. I mean, the, at the end of the day, their goal is to get paid, is to get to get the money. So that's that's what they want to do. And there are so many paths to do it once they're mm-hmm. uh, once they're in and and have the the keys to the kingdom, as you described with uh, <laughs> with three sixty five or with whatever infrastructure uh, may be there. So so let's get a little bit uh, prescriptive now. Let's get to the uh, the call to action part for uh, for the MSP community and for the the, for the broader partner uh, community. On I, I feel like email protection has been kind of one of the uh, the tentpole services of, of MSPs for, for a long time. But obviously, this is a changing and evolving space, as is, well, as is everything in technology, but especially in the security world, where it is, at least to a degree, an arms race. What are the current kind of best practices for MSPs to help their customers protect themselves uh, and their infrastructure against this kind of spear phishing attack? Yeah, well, first and foremost, make sure your email protection is uh, up to standards. So most organizations um, will focus on preventing threats uh, such as spam, malware, maybe even ransomware. But social engineering attacks, if they feel like, well, you know, it's probably all included in 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 that uh, process of blocking spam malware and ransomware well it's not because those attacks are so targeted and so complex they are actually designed to bypass all of that right. so making sure that you know you, you can do that either you you have technologies in place uh, to do that for example at barracuda we we no longer rely just on the gateway to filter out the secure uh, filter this kind of attacks, we found that machine learning and artificial intelligence is way more effective at protecting organizations and have a much higher um, detection efficacy um, than than uh, policies or filters, traditional filters that um, most organizations solely rely on. Um, that's one. And the second um, I would think about is account takeover protection. We talked a lot about account takeover and, mm-hmm. you know, there's... There's so there is so many ways that you can um, that you can protect um, your organizations. You know, if you think about um, MSPs and they they think about the number of customers that they have and look after, and then think that one in five of them will have their account compromised. That's a lot of customers with compromised accounts, and uh, and there are a lot of simple steps that can be taken to make sure that that does not happen or uh, reduce the risk of that happening. Um, the first and foremost is MFA. Uh, you know, this will take care of probably ninety percent of the problem. Um, so if you don't have one, make sure you you have one in place. It's it's no longer luxury. It's absolutely a necessity for businesses to have um, an MFA in place. But at the same time, it's not a silver bullet. Um, sometimes things happen. People approve logins when they are not logging in. Hackers have ways to uh, bypass that as well. Um, so educate your users, you know, do not click on links, do not give up your credentials, um, make sure that they understand the latest type of attacks that 
um, are faced uh, by by organizations. And then finally, you know, have uh, an account takeover protection in place so that you'll you'll be um, alerted of any suspicious activity so that the attackers can be locked out of compromised accounts quickly and that um, you you are able to restore access to your legitimate users quickly as well so that that they can uh, remain productive in your environment uh, secure. Um, this is a this is a survey you guys do on an annual basis. Am I correct? So we do this uh, twice a year, and it's uh, okay. it's not it's not actually a survey. What we do is we look at different types of attacks that uh, are faced by our customers. So we're looking at the actual threats, not what our customers think they're being targeted uh, by, but what they are actually targeted by. So these are the actual attacks um, that um, uh, that businesses see around the world and um, what they look like, the examples of them and, and so forth. And all of that is available in the report. There's so much more information there. The logs ultimately tell the truth on the situation, mm-hmm. no doubt. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. It's been a uh, a fascinating walk through um, the trends that you guys are seeing there, and some some good advice along the way as well. I appreciate you taking the time, and look forward to uh, finding out what comes out in the next report in terms of what partners need to worry about in terms of spear phishing. Sure. Thanks for having me. There you have it. A look at the state of email attacks courtesy of Alessia Klevchuk from Barracuda MSP. I'd like to thank Alessia for joining us today, thank Barracuda for their continuing support of the site, and of course, thank you for listening. The Channel Buzz.ca podcast will be back next week, and we offer a lot of security-heavy content lately, so we're going to take a little bit of a different look of an aspect, uh, as we're joined by ViewSonic's Jeff Volpe to discuss trends in the displays market. Between now and then, we'd invite you to subscribe to or follow the podcast in your podcast app of choice, and should you feel so inclined, please do leave a rating and or review. Until next week, I'm Robert Duff for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you around the channel.